0: Welcome to the Coming to New York City podcast. I'm Neil Smith, and this is our last episode in this series of Q&A podcast. So we are answering your questions. Is this the last one, Katie? Yeah, yeah.
1: No, 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 I think it is. Today, I put on my Instagram stories that we are recording podcasts, and so I would love to hear your questions, um, any topics you want us to cover, and you guys showed up, and you showed out, and here we go. This is episode three of your questions, which is, Fantastic. Now, some of them have been similar, so we've kind of grouped things together, and I think we've answered just about all of them. But yeah, if we keep having more questions come in throughout the night, though, we may have to come back tomorrow and do some more. All right, so this question is, what has it been like driving in New York City? And I will take this one because I (laughs) am the driver. I drove once. One time. I think. (laughs) Um, It's always been this way for us. I've always been the driver. He's always been the passenger. I love driving. He Meh. could take it or leave it. Yeah. I like being in control. Just he allows so you know. me to do it, so I drive. I
0: like doing other things, so that's I like a good being. I'll, 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 that's when I get email done. I get you know I, I can work, read, or do.
1: And I while, get car yeah. sick and yeah. I can't she do can't. anything else. So yeah. I'd rather be driving. Yeah. Um, and when you're the driver, you get to pick the playlist. So that's my that's my thing. And she's picking
0: the playlist, even if I'm driving.
1: <laughs> He doesn't even listen to music. I don't listen
0: to music. Crazy. That's true.
1: Anyways, I don't mind driving in New York City, but if you're going to drive here, you have to have a thick skin and not get bothered by people honking, flipping you off, yelling at you, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't flip people off. <laughs> I keep my hands yeah. down. I I do. I I'm. Good about that when I'm driving, Um, but if somebody honks at me or cuts me off or whatever, I'm usually like, you know, whatever, (laughs) you know, like yelling at them too. And so if those kinds of things hurt your feelings, then maybe driving will be more difficult. (laughs)
0: Can't be sensitive. (laughs) You can't be sensitive and drive.
1: Yeah. Now, I think driving in the boroughs, like the outer boroughs, is pretty normal one thing you can't do you cannot take a right turn on red in the city i did learn that when we first moved here almost six and a half years ago and i
0: think the speed limit the whole city is 25 except maybe on the the
1: The fruit the expressways expressways yeah yeah um midtown driving manhattan driving is different than the outer borough driving so if you are apprehensive about driving maybe stick to the outer boroughs maybe live in Brooklyn and Queens and, you know, be out there yes. driving in Manhattan is, is crazy. And it's not just because of the drivers that are crazy. I mean, obviously the taxi drivers and the Uber drivers are the most crazy, Yeah, but it's the lanes or the lack of lanes in Manhattan. Like sometimes yes. I know, I think it was third Avenue they were doing work on and they were just no stripes, yeah. no lines on the street. So it's not like your... people
0: really fully follow them anyway. Well,
1: yeah. But... And then, so you just kind of made up your own lanes and yeah. you did what yeah. you could. Yes. And the other thing is people are always stopping in the outside lanes. So you can't drive. So if there's three lanes on a street, like on a on an avenue, both of the outside lanes are usually taken up by delivery trucks, Um Taxis that are stopped, all of that. So you really have to be willing to like weave and bob and and duck and all that. What's the movie, Dodgeball, dip, dive, duck, whatever. That's kind of like what you have to do when you're driving in Manhattan, because there's constantly delivery trucks and taxis and all that pulling out. And you just have to be on, on it and you have to be quick and you have to have killer reflexes (laughs) i don't like that i like it
0: yeah so So. it works out for us yeah but i i think it's uh it's a chore to drive in new york city it is not a pleasure
1: i don't love driving in manhattan but i'll do it to get to where i need to go there you go go. all right um so the next question is schools for next year and the lottery Mm -hmm. So this is different. Um, different. We are going through it because we have a fifth grader right now. If you've you've listened to our other podcasts, you know that in New York City, you don't just go to your zoned middle school or zoned high school. You don't just, I mean, when we were growing up, it was, you didn't have a choice really where you went. You Mm -hmm. just went to the next step and there you go. Here, you apply for middle school and you apply for high school. Um, which is cool because it opens up a lot of possibilities to you. A lot of, especially high schools, have um, specific focuses. So if you know you want to do fine arts or if you know you want to go into science or, you know, different fields, you can go to a specialized high school that will help you in your career goals. Mm -hmm. Um, Kind of the same thing for middle school. Some are large Some are small. Some are more traditional. Some are project based. Some have band programs. Some have um, lots of social justice um, clubs and activism type type things. So you can really find the one that's best for you. Normally, they would take your um, grades, your attendance, your test scores, um, and. They would do screenings mm-hmm. for most of the high schools and the middle schools. So you would apply, you'd put down your choices, and then the schools would look at all those different factors. And then, um, depending on what their criteria was, let people in based on those things. Yep. This year, since COVID, We don't have grades. We don't have attendance. We don't have test scores. Don't have anything that they used to base admissions on. So now it is a straight lottery. Um, You rank your schools one through 12. So they do advise you to pick 12. So that if it comes down to it, you have at least 12 on there. And they're not sending you out to Queens when you live in Manhattan, or you know something like that, but it's all lottery, computer-generated lottery system. Nice. You will get, um, you will get preference if you are in the same district. So technically, where we live on the Upper East Side, the kids there's their middle school is Wagner, and so if we put that down, we would get preference because. That's our district. It's, it gets confusing, but it's straight lottery. So we could put down six different schools and get into the seventh one. And we may have to take trains or buses or yep. who knows what else to get there. And that's just what's going to happen. Um, there are, it's a big debate on both sides of the issue. And to be honest, I this is our first time going through it, so I don't necessarily know where I stand. On one hand, people are saying this is great. You know, this gives kids of all economic backgrounds, all you know, races, you know, ethnicities, everything, um, an equal chance mm-hmm. to put down the schools that they want, and you know, that kind of thing. But then there are other people who say, "Look, my." kid has a chance to get out of our neighborhood and go to one of these highly specialized hard to get into schools this is their one chance to get out of our neighborhood and do something and now they don't have a chance because it's just all lottery like everybody else yeah. so yeah it's it's been a big topic of debate here and a lot of very strong feelings on both sides um and i'll just share with what we're doing with Emory is we know that grades are not counting this year. They'll either get a pass or fail. And so we're using this year as a teaching experience in life lessons. You know, we may not be helping her as much as we would have if we knew that all these grades and all these test scores were determining where she goes to middle school. We're allowing her to fail a little bit more in order to learn for the long run, if that makes sense. Like we are not hovering over her, we're not really hovering parents, but we're not making sure that every single thing is done. You know, if she tells me her homework's done, I'm gonna take her word for it because I feel like at this point, she's gonna learn more from failing than me trying to micromanage her. Does that make sense? Am I trying to explain, am I explaining that right? Yep. So what do you think?
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's already a complicated system. This year it's maybe more complicated, actually maybe a little less complicated, uh, but it's causing us to do a lot of research to understand what how we want to rank those yeah. top twelve school. I thought it was still five. Uh so it's news it's to 12. me yeah. that it's twelve. Um and there are a lot of schools, a lot of great schools. Um, and we feel very grateful uh that that we have a lot of great options to put down on that list and so we'll see we'll let you know after it all plays out but it's a lot of research uh, to find 12 schools and then typically you would go do the in-person you know visits and now we're doing that on through zoom and so that's mm-hmm. also an interesting dynamic of you know emory school might be one that we've never stepped foot on until yeah. her first day of school. And so and hopefully
1: schools will be all opened up and by hopefully fall.
0: schools will all be opened up by fall. So yeah, we will see.
1: Yeah. We'll, we'll keep you guys see. updated for sure. Okay. Um, this question is, is everything still shut down like tourist attractions? We had to cancel our trip last May and I've been yeah. getting this a lot, you know, when, when are people going to be going to be able to come back? Yeah. Um, and the answer is yes. A lot of things still are shut down. Um, all restaurants, are uh, the inside is closed, so you have to eat outside, mm-hmm. and when it's chilly <laughs> it's chilly and yeah. some have done an excellent job of creating i mean honestly, it looks like the indoors yeah. outside, yeah. but they have their heat lamps and all that, and New Yorkers are really doing their best to go out and support the businesses and the waiters and waitresses so. They're sucking it up and being yep. a little cold while they eat. Um, museums are open. You do have to get timed tickets for things like that. Um, the zoos are well. The zoos are open. Last time we went, the indoor parts were not open. Like we couldn't go in and see the penguins, but we could do all the stuff, all the animals that were outside. Um, so it's kind of hit or miss. I just coming to New York City is not inexpensive. It's not a cheap. Place to come, um, and the vibe is a little different right now. So if you're wanting to have that big trip, if you're really wanting to do Broadway and the shows and the entertainment and the museums and the shopping and all that, it's just not time yet. I'm really hoping that by the summer, especially since the summer's warmer and so many things can be outdoors. So maybe even some shows outdoors and that kind yeah. of stuff. But um, Do remember, too, it stays cold here. I mean, sometimes it'll snow in April. Um, So May is when it starts to warm up and then summer gets pretty warm. So just keep that in mind, too, that we're not going to be out of the winter months until May.
0: If if you want to be outdoors, though, and this is a cold time of year to be outdoors. But by the time you're listening to this, it uh, might start warming up a little bit. You know, Central Park is less crowded than it normally is. True. Times Square is way less crowded than it normally is. Uh, the Christmas time, the Rockefeller tree was up. Uh, it was too crowded. Um, <laughs> the Macy's windows and the different department stores windows were open. And you know you can go down to the 9-11 Memorial and uh, there, New York City has so much to do all the time. Even if you're just walking around and sure. looking around, uh, there's lots to see. But to Katie's point, Broadway is closed. Most restaurant or restaurants you can't go inside. Um, it is not an ideal time to go. On top of that, the quarantine situation. Uh, we don't know what how that what will happen with that and how soon that will change. But um, as of now, it's not ideal for travel. So my best guess would be this summer. Things will start opening up and becoming a little more convenient to start coming. Um, I'm hearing Broadway probably not until late 2021, if not 2022. And so that's when I expect tourism to pick up. But if you want to come before tourism picks up, I think this summer might be a good time to start looking again.
1: I think the key indicator will be when this when the quarantine is over. Yep. I think it'll be a good time to start coming back um, because that'll be a good indication of things are starting to turn around and it's safe to come back again.
0: Yep. Agreed.
1: I think. All right.
0: Those are all the questions. Those are
1: the questions.
0: Thank you, everyone, for yeah. your questions.
1: Yeah, I appreciate this.
0: Thank you for letting us share our thoughts and share our lives. And we, uh, we never expected so many people to care so much. When we started this podcast, we just wanted to document uh, this for our kids more than anything. And so we're grateful for all the relationships uh, that we formed and um, that you care uh, so much. And it's a, a privilege to be able to share with you the things that we're living, the things that we're learning um, and hopefully make New York City a better place uh, for you uh, as you come and when you come uh, and however it is uh, that you come, whether you're moving or visiting here. So thanks for listening. We will talk to you again on the next episode. Make sure you follow Katie on Instagram at coming to NYC.